against the closet door as the twisted faces on the bodies that are twisted into the towels all turn to look at her. She turns around and starts banging on the closet door, reaching for the doorknob with tears of fear streaking down her cheeks. Ezekiel's throat clenches shut as he sees the long hallway of the servants' quarters, sheets waving to him from the doorways before he quickly turns around and tries the door handle, palms sweaty, sweat beating on his forehead. The house creaks and groans, or maybe that's the people trapped inside of it. How many people? Maybe you'll never know, not even if you join them. Too many people wandering the halls, trying to escape before finally accepting that there's just no way out. Peggy stands in the middle of a room that looks like it's been at the bottom of the ocean for centuries. Furniture like the pool tables and the card table are all destroyed. The windows are busted out, but you see a brick wall covering them from the outside. The house was so quiet and welcoming when you all first entered, but then you started poking around, poking prodding and you pissed it off it or something inside of it something inside of it besides yourselves something that trapped you here but then you found the key and you opened the basement door you found the secrets that you were never supposed to see and now it's even more angry one way or another these are your last living hours inside of the glass mansion. 
Brian stands in the kitchen, confused at first. He's not sure how long he's just been standing there. Brian, you have your knife and you put your knife away as Mac comes up the stairs and out of the basement doorway, which no longer has a door attached to it to close. Mac, you come out to see Brian looking very nervous with a little bit of blood on his chin. But before you can say anything to him about any of it, you both hear a noise, a sound, a scratching coming from the basement stairs. Something's following following you up. Peggy, what would you like to do? No. (laughs) (laughs) So I assume the doors, the doorknob won't turn. I can't get out. You turn around to look at uh, the doorway and there, it's not there. There's no doorway. There's no door. It's just walls. Do I still see the curtains on the windows? You do. You do see the curtains, yes. I would like to walk over to them where I saw something before and say quietly, gently, is there someone back there? I'm going to open the curtain. If you don't want me to do that, give me a sign. Roll a listen roll for me. Nope. (laughs) Nope. You think you hear something until you realize that it's like you shifting and your foot just kind of pushing against a piece of wood that's creaking onto another and you kind of just stop when you realize where the sound is coming from. You don't hear anything. All right. I'm going to pull the curtain back. I saw you here before. I don't want to hurt you. I only want to help. Please don't do me harm. And then I will pull it back gently. You pull back the curtain and um, you see there's nobody behind it. There's the glass of a window, but on the other side of that glass is a brick wall. As if someone bricked up the window. But between the glass and the bricks, there's a folded up piece of paper that seems stuck in between them. I'll pick it up. You have to break the glass. Oh. It can't, it can't open. All right. Um, I will use um, the butt of my gun to break the glass. Okay. See. I'm breaking the window, but the, the room is in shambles anyway, so hopefully you <laughs> won't mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll say easy enough with the gun. You um, takes a couple tries. You're not sure how much force to put in at first. Um, you hear the glass shatter. And something about the shattering glass rings in your ears for a solid like, five seconds after it's finished. 
but you're able to reach over and grab onto this folded up piece of paper. Do you look at it? Yes. I see it now. This house invited us here. There's something here with us and it's angry. There is no escape. Rest in peace, all those lost to it, for I shall soon join you. Oh, shite. Can we negotiate? As you as you shout this and kind of turn back into the room, you see every inch of the wall is a different door. Fuck. All right. Um. Do the doors look the same? Yes. I'm going to close my eyes and spin around and then walk and open whichever one I grab onto. Make a luck roll for me. Right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, so you spin around, you walk over, uh, you open up uh, one of the doors. Mac and Brian. <gasps> what would you like to do? We originally coming up this. Oops, sorry. I was just gonna say I was waiting for Carrie to tell us something horrible before she gave us <laughs> room to maneuver here. Um, but I guess it is pretty bad. We have something come up the steps. Um, hey, uh, Brian, um, you, you, did you see Ezekiel come out of here? Um, let me get this. We originally shuffling up the thing, and the and the door I heard a choir behind is gone. Correct. No, I don't respond. I'm off running. <laughs> um, when he does that, I look over my shoulder. Do I see anything? Okay, so Brian, you're running. Yes. Okay, so here's what happens. As Brian turns to run, you turn, you run a couple steps, and you make it to the archway that leads into the dining room. Um and you see the same gory scene that was there before, and your heart stops. Um, I am going to need you to make a sanity roll if you would like to enter the dining room. I'm making the sanity roll, Carrie. Okay. Oh boy, that was a 22 sanity. (laughs) That's a 28 out of 22, so I failed. You are going to lose three points of sanity, and you are frozen. You, you're, you stop completely frozen in fear. Mac, you look over your shoulder, and you see something coming up out of this stairwell. You see a tall, humanoid figure, if you could call it that. You see wings stretched out behind its back, a mouth full of bloody teeth, with eyes so dark that you can't look directly into them. And it comes reaching across the doorframe, pulling itself up, ducking to bring its wings underneath. 
and it sees you. And you get the feeling that it sees you. The ticking in your head starts to get worse. It's so loud. Tick. Talk. Tick. Talk. You know how to make it stop. Make a sanity roll for me with a minus 20. Oh, wow, that's that's big. Um, I think uh, the seal end of Mac here. We'll be in our hearts. Rip. I gotta beat a thirty-nine. Just so I need you to live, so I don't get stuck in the place. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get. I was rolling hot the other night. I gotta continue that streak. <gasps> Whoa, that would be zero zero and a zero. That's a hundred percent, isn't it? <laughs> this is a, I got a hundred percent. Oh no. Can I re-roll? Is there any magical re-roll thing? Oh no. Can I do something different here? That was a hundred. <laughs> can I have an inspiration or, or a Benny or... You know how to make the ticking stop. And you just need it to stop. You raise your gun. You aim it at Brian. <gasps> That's the only way to make it stop. You don't know if you're telling yourself this or if the creature is telling you this, but right now it doesn't really matter. What would you like to do? Well, I'm. <laughs> I feel kind of bad, Brian. Brian, I'm gonna have you make another sanity roll for me. Oh great! I'm rolling at 19. Let's see if I get lucky. Yeah, because you don't have a dodge if I. That's a 70. You are going. You're going to lose four more points of sanity. Oh my god. As you look into this room, and do you remember that figure that was face down in the plate? Yes. Well, the figure moves and shifts and sits up. The figure turns their head in your direction, and you see yourself staring back at you with a bullet through your head. Mac, I'm gonna have you make an attack roll. Okay. Wanna roll a hundred again? <laughs> uh, what is it? Firearms? Yes. Handgun. All right. All right. Come on. Come on. Botch this one. You've never wanted a failure so much. Yeah. Oh, I've tried so hard. Uh, that's a forty-six. So that would be a success. As this figure is climbing up out of this basement, Mac just feels the presence beside him, hears the ticking in his head, he can't make it stop, and he turns, he raises his gun, and he fires. Brian. <laughs> your footstep 
echoes a little differently. And you look down at your feet for a second. And then you look back up and suddenly you're standing in a church. A large cathedral. Stained glass windows. Crosses, praying hands, the whole nine yards. You see the pews are empty, except for one man sitting in the front row, looking up at the oversized statue hanging on the cross. You swear you see blood dripping from the statue itself. You stand in the center of this large cathedral. The ceiling seems to be forever high. And there are massive double doors behind you. What would you like to do? I'm going to go sit next to the man. All right, you walk up to the man. It's your father. And he points up to the statue and he says in a voice that seems muffled, almost as if he were talking through like a pillow or something. You're not sure what he says, but you you get you get the feeling he wants you to sit with him and pray with him. Do you? I'll sit with him. You sit down. And your father starts praying. For a long time. You're not sure how much time. And then he turns to you and he holds, you recognize it, his crucifix just towards you. And he says in a clearer voice this time, I gift this to you. I I look down at it probably for another long time and I'll take it. You grab onto it. Yes. Okay. Mac, the ticking has stopped. And now you look just a few feet away from you to see this giant, nasty creature standing, hovering over you. You realize what you've done. But you're not sure if you have time to deal with that right now. As this creature doesn't seem to be interested in affecting your decisions any longer. You see its mouth kind of pull open and and blood just pull from tooth to tooth as it's opening up. Um, What is your... What is your dex? Uh, it's super high. <laughs> it's actually pretty low. It's only 35. What do you want to do? Run or fight? Um, <laughs> you can see, you can run through the dining room. No problem. Uh, I would try that before fighting a dragon bat. Thanks. So. <laughs> I'm booking it. Okay. Um, 
All right, so you immediately turning around, looking at this thing, realizing what just happened. You turn and you sprint. Uh, you kind of find yourself pushing around this center island. You you push through, sprint through the dining room. You hear it starting to just just climb after you. It seems it seems to almost have two sets of arms. It's got like claws and then whatever arms are attached to the actual wings itself. And you hear it probably not even walking on the ground. You hear it kind of scraping against the wall as it's trying to follow you through. Rose, you are struggling with the door, banging on it, reaching for the doorknob that doesn't seem to exist anymore. You're in the dark. You can't find the doorknob. You swear it was here. Um, and you hear one of these twisted figures slump off of the shelf, falling with the towels that it's entangled in. Um, and you, you, you bang on the door harder, and then you feel the breath on the back of your neck. Hot and chilling at the same time. You have to get out of here. Make a strength roll for me. Uh-huh, yep, sure, sure can do that. Yep, that's gonna go great, I'm sure. I matched my strength. Exactly? Yeah, my wow. strength is 40, I rolled a 40. Okay, so, um... Here's, here's what's gonna happen. So I rolled a three for damage, busting through this door. I will let you take that as physical or mental damage. Okay, yep, yep. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll take it as, wait, where's the... So it'll be your, san your sanity or your hit points. First, we're just gonna take it out of sanity because I don't think I'm coming out of this they will anyway, and I don't have a lot of hit points. Yeah, so how we'll do this is you're, you you had to flee. There was no other option for you. Your, your brain said, we are getting out of here. And you bust through this doorway. You've kind of backed into this twisted figure. You feel limbs where there shouldn't be limbs as you back into it. And then you push yourself forward and just smash through it. The wood splinters and shatters. You feel it cutting like parts of your face and your arm but the adrenaline is kicked in and you no longer feel the pain ezekiel roll 1d10 for me okay. it's a seven <laughs> <laughs> great um Okay, so you are banging on this door. You're trying the doorknob. The doorknob's there. It just won't open. It won't physically turn. You hear the sheets flapping and moving behind you. What would you like to do? I'm going to take a look behind me. Are they all coming towards me? You look back and you see all the sheets fall to the floor as if nobody was underneath them anymore. And then it's silent. Uh-huh. Okay. 
I'm going to pull out that black leather book that I found, open to a random page and start trying my best to just read it out loud. I don't know if it will do anything. Um, make an occult roll. Hey! I'm not good at this. So my occult is a five. I got... A five. What? Wow. <laughs> I'm, all right. I'm cursing all of us. That's what I'm doing. So you're you're not sure what you're saying. You're you're doing your best here. You're actually not even. You're reading it and you hear it coming from your mouth, but it's almost like it's almost like something else is reading it for you. And you read a few a few good pieces of this. You're not even really sure if you're doing it in the right order. You have no idea. And then when you look up from the book, you see your old partner. Milky white eyes. Decaying flesh. Rotten teeth. You can smell the breath as he opens his mouth. A cockroach crawls out of his mouth and up his face as he says, was it worth it, partner? 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 Was it worth it? The cockroach burrows into his ear and he shoves you backwards. You feel the hands on your shoulders as he pushes you. You fall into the door. You slam into it. And as you're looking over at him, his face twists and contorts as he says, Do you see what you did to me? Make a sanity roll. Okay. It's a 32 out of 42. Okay. Um, so you are, you, I'll say you close your eyes. It's worse when you're looking at him and you close your eyes and you're able to turn, you, you're able to feel behind your back to the doorknob. You grab it and it turns. Do you leave? I'm going to open the door. Okay. Take a couple steps out of it. Okay. And then I'm gonna shoot him. Okay. The 65 out of set out of 80. All right. Um. You yeah. You open your eyes for just just enough time to pull up the gun, aim, and fire. <coughs> Everyone who did not previously have to make a sanity roll, I think Ezekiel's the only one that made a sanity roll just now. Yeah, so I will have Rose, Mac, and Peggy make a sanity roll. All right. Failed. Ooh, success. Now you get a success on sanity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you failed, you lose four sanity. Ah. If you succeeded, you lose one sanity. 
as you feel the house shift and and move and adapt to you. Peggy and Ezekiel, you're standing together in the entryway. The main entryway like the, of the house? Yep. You are standing in the entryway. You see Ezekiel has his gun up, aiming it. At me? No. Whoa, what are you doing? How how did we get here? I was burning some bridges. Figuratively or literally? I don't know. Oh, damn. Right, uh, I I don't know what happened. I was was just down here with Mac and then I went to look for Rose and then all of a sudden I I was in the billiard room upstairs. And then, and then, then I was here. I'm guessing a similar thing happened to you? Yeah, I was in the basement with, with Mac. I found this no. book. Then we left. Oh. And then I was in the hallway upstairs. What's in the book? I, I don't know. Can I see it? Sure. I'm just going to hand it to her. I don't want to touch it right now. <laughs> I'll try to flip through it. My cult is not very good. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Let's <clears throat> get a five. Nope. Yeah, dang, I'm really bad tonight. Um, I failed. 68 out of 30. <laughs> Can I you just look at it? It's, it's, it's gibberish. Like, Are there any like... diagrams in it? Like, that wouldn't be language, but would just be like a picture? <laughs> Yeah, um, you see various symbols um, depicted. Uh, They don't really have much meaning to you, but they look like sigils of some sort. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the book like this, close it up, and then I'm going to lay it on the floor and I'm going to just let go and see what page it opens to. Because if there's been a page that's been open too frequently, and usually it would fall open like that, like that. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a luck roll. I got a 16 under 60, so. Okay. Okay. The book, you let it go, and you watch to see where it opens up to, and you see it just stand. Like, like, gravity doesn't exist. And there's a moment where you and Ezekiel kind of just like look at each other like, and then you both jump as the book flies towards the stair railing, slams into one of the paintings and falls down directly underneath it. I will cautiously walk up to it and look and see what page it is open to? Um, still not open, but as you are coming up the stairs, you, you were really paying attention to the paintings earlier. So you notice there aren't as many of them now. It's almost like some have been taken away. And you, they're no longer recognizable. 
paintings are of twisted faces and smearing colors. You can't really make any of them out, really. But you feel like if you really took some time to study these paintings, there's something there. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna really, really try to look and examine them. Okay, make a, yeah, let's do spot hidden. I'd have a hard success. Okay. Um, as you're looking these over, your eyes move down to the corner of one of the paintings where you see almost like a, it's like the dimensions of a business card stuck into the corner of this frame. Um, and written on it, in kind of sloppy handwriting, you see, I, I destroy the house. I, I? I agree with that last part. <laughs> and as your eyes move back up to the painting, you recognize the face this time and it's yours. So I'll have you make another sanity roll for me. <laughs> I failed just barely. Three points lost. As you jump back, you kind of jump back, run in or bump into the actual stair railing. And by the time you're even like that far away from the painting, it's unrecognizable again. It doesn't look like you anymore. The I, I, is it like capital I, capital I? Yes. And not like initials. It's just like I space I. Correct. Okay, I'm gonna t I'm gonna tell Ezekiel what I saw in in the painting. Great, just lovely. What do you think that could mean? That if we destroyed the house, everyone would be set free. That sounds like a trick. Or they'd be trapped forever. Destroyed house. I don't know. The grandfather clock chimes and just draws your attention. You look over to it and it looks like it was reconstructed um, from being smashed earlier. It, it's reconstructed, but in a grotesque way, some pieces of what was used to recreate it seems flesh-like. And the tick is muffled as if it's underwater. The pendulum is no longer swinging, but you swear you you hear the tick. It's just distant and muffled. I'm going to walk over to it. Okay. I'm going to push it over. Make a strength roll. Or a brawl. I'll let you use brawl if you want to. Yes. If it's I'm better at strength. You can't fight time. No, I got a fifth. I, I, I fail. 
Uh, you, the moment you grab onto it, you feel the clock grabbing onto you as well, and and you pull your hands away really quickly. Um, unable to push it over. Well, Max's not gonna like that. I would like to walk over to the mirror. Um, you walk over and you go to head into the living room and the doorway is blo- it's bricked off. <gasps> can I see Ezekiel? And I can't see Ezekiel. You can. You're both standing in the entryway. Like, you're in the actual entryway oh, of it the where the stairs are. the entryway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then the doorway to the living room is bricked off. I'm gonna open the front door. You walk over, you open the front door, it is bricked off. Yeah. Can I see myself in the glass of the clock? Um... Make a sanity roll. Fail. Uh, you're gonna lose one point of sanity, as you are able to see yourself in the reflection of this clock. And you see your your twisting face. I'm gonna try to push through it and, and look in in the reflection and say, Agatha, I saw you before. You would know how to escape this if anyone did. Help me get out. Mac and Rose, you are both standing and looking at this creature in the dining room. Mac, you've you've rushed in, almost ran into Rose as you're both standing there. And Rose, you look over the shoulder and you see this creature climbing into the room on the side of the doorway. But the creature seems suddenly more interested in something else. Almost like it smells something. You see its head kind of perk up and it looks towards the doorway that would lead to the entryway. It's bricked off. The creature then jumps, like leaps onto this dining table, sprinting across it. You see blood and gore just flying off of this table as he's smashing into all of these plates. You see him rush over to this doorway, or this bricked off doorway, slam into it and bricks just shatter outward. Um, All of you see this. Peggy, you look over, Ezekiel, you look over as the bricks explode out and you see a creature unlike anything you have ever seen before push through these bricks opening this doorway between the two of you it pushes out kind of rolls for a moment and stands up probably pretty close to ezekiel who was near the door um stands up and its eyes look over toward the staircase um we are now entering combat Ezekiel, Peggy, and this creature are all going at the same time. 
What's your intention? Your first, like, reaction seeing this and what we try to shoot it. Okay. Uh, nobody has any magic spells, do they? We, we've never we have a book this. <laughs> that we can't read. Yeah. I, I think my first now. instinct would try and be to knock it over. Okay. Um, Little right. white Ezekiel? <laughs> so, um... Yeah, both of you make your attack rolls. Oh, no. Barely a success. I have 32 under 80. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to roll a d4 to see which one of you this creature is attacking. Uh-huh. A 1 or a 2 is Ezekiel. A 3 or a 4 is Peggy. That's a three. <laughs> Sorry. Peggy, roll your weapon damage. Uh, and <laughs> um, six. Six. Okay. And uh, Ezekiel, are you more trying to like knock this thing over? I'm trying to tackle you? it to the ground. Okay. Okay. And it's how tall is it? Um, it's not even standing at full height right now. Uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of crouched down. Um, if you had to guess, it's probably like seven feet tall. Okay, good. Wings, wings are higher. I but, think um, I'm, I'm real close to that height with my size being 70. <laughs> so, what happens is, all at once, as this creature bursts through this brick wall, Ezekiel doesn't have to turn and look because Ezekiel's standing right there and it bursts through directly in front of him. Um, Peggy turns to look, quickly pulls up her gun, um, fires, and you see the bullet slam into this creature and the creature like takes it and squares up a little bit and goes to just let out this nasty, almost like a roar, but not a roar you've ever heard before in your direction. And then Ezekiel slams into this thing. You see its feet kind of slide backwards and its heels hit the door uh, on the other side. And Ezekiel basically like pushed it, sort of holding it back in a way. It is not fallen over. It actually does not manage to push through your, uh, through your tackle just yet. It's sitting there. It, it wasn't really expecting someone to come at it like this. Um, but it is now going to make its attack against you instead of Peggy, because it can't get to Peggy. That was the plan. All right. That was really sweet. <laughs> All right. So um, there's a moment where it realizes it can't get past you, and you see it kind of look down at you, and you're not quite sure what part of it is going to attack you. Like, every piece of this thing looks dangerous. And you watch as it brings, like, one wing up, and pieces, like, where the elbow is and where the wrist is, they come out in, like, just really sharp thorns, almost, that can just pierce your skin. 
they come up and you're kind of preparing for that sort of attack and then as you're looking in that direction it lunges over and bites right into your neck oh you are going to take four points of damage as you hear the crunch of the teeth just biting into your neck like an apple Ah! what would you like to do I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we can still see them, so I'm gonna pull out that gun that Ezekiel gave me and try to, try to, try to shoot it. Yeah, you can, you can move like into this doorway now where the brick is kind of falling off. You step into the doorway, you look up, you see this creature biting down. Um, you can easily make that attack. Uh-huh, yep, yep. It only has one bullet. Oh, well, I'm not a very good shot, so... Nope, that was an 85! Oh. Um, you, you fire, you, you see the bullet, like, lodge into the door, the, like, the front door frame. Slams into it, does not hit at all. And the creature, like, releases and looks up and looks <laughs> directly at you blood just running down its mouth. Um, Mac! Mm. What would you like to do? Run away? <laughs> <laughs> you, the basement's behind you. Uh, I mean, is that a hint? <laughs> <laughs> that is where um, it came from. So, I mean, my instinct is always to shoot things. So I feel like this is a, a good opportunity to just shoot and see what happens. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just do that. Gonna... All right, you, yeah, you step up right beside <clears throat> Rose, bring the gun up, almost like over Rose's shoulder, kind of aiming over her shoulder and fires nice. this thing. Well, I say cover your ears. <laughs> <laughs> cover your ears. Gonna be loud. I'd like to traumatize Steven notice. <laughs> oh my god, and I missed. I'm sorry, Ezekiel. <laughs> now he misses too. That was an 83 uh, over 70. Now you missed. Um, can you push attack rolls? I didn't think about that. I don't think you can push attack. Okay. You know what? I will say you can push attack rolls, but if you fail it, you risk injuring your friends. That's no problem for Mac. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing it. <laughs> he kills like... Um, so is that just the same 70 then? Uh, yep. Which is my firearms? Okay, here we go. Oof, bad news. <laughs> I'm a 75. Max the BBEG. Can you spend the luck points? points now? Not on your, not on your push. Mm. I feel bad. <laughs> Go ahead and roll damage, Mac. Oh, God. He's on a rampage. Somebody stop him. <laughs> okay. I'm going to want to roll real low right now. Because this is a big gun. Please, please do. <sighs> okay. It's only seven damage. <sighs> Sorry, that's not a good reaction. Uh, 
Is he hitting me? Yes. Oh, oh no! God, I'm so sorry. Not dead yet. I oh, have two not... hit points. <laughs> not dead yet. Okay, so uh, the bullet, it's actually, you know, you're fully, you're aiming for this creature, but as you go to fire, the creature's eyes were already on Rose, and as you bring up your gun, it grabs onto Ezekiel and throws Ezekiel in front of it. As you fire, the bullet slams right into Ezekiel's back, and you see the creature just drop him. Ezekiel crumbles. (laughs) Ezekiel crumbles to the floor, bleeding. Um, And that is Max's turn. Ezekiel, Peggy, and the creature. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The first thing that I'm going to do is yell to Rose. I'm going to point to where the book is on the step. I'm gonna see. Take that. I'm gonna say, take that book. See if you can read it. I think it has the key to stopping whatever this is. And just run and get somewhere away, while we try to take care of this. Okay. Okay. And no as pressure, you... but you're our only hope. <laughs> no and pressure. Then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna try to shoot it again. All right. As you're bringing your gun up to shoot this, you you see the recognition in its demeanor of your words. And you see it look up at the staircase and then it just begins pushing past everyone. And it it leaps up, grabs onto the stair railing and you see it looking over. Um, And it reaches down, grabs onto the book. No! And it looks out at all of you. Uh, Would you like to shut it away from it? Thank Uh. you. At least it's away from me. Um. You both still have your turn. That is the creature's turn. It's not attacking this round. I'm going to struggle to sit up a little bit. I'm going to pull my gun out, and I'm going to try and shoot the book. Okay. Um, I will say this will be firearms at the hardest difficulty. Okay. You are bleeding out yeah, quite a ways away from it. Yeah. That's a two. A two percent? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, go ahead and roll damage for that too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's eight points of damage. Nice. That's my max. Okay, so you um just tell me tell me what this looks like at like as you're laying there. What gun it's just a handgun, correct? I have a thirty-two revolver. Okay. It's all and you just... already loaded. You just roll onto your back and point up at this thing. Yeah, fire. I, I'll say, like, after you pull the trigger, your arm falls limp to, like, just smacks down into your own blood on the gra- on the floor. And uh, you watch as this bullet hits the book. You see it does manage to, like, knock the book out of this thing's hands. I rolled a luck roll for the creature to keep a hold of this book and I rolled a 70%. So, uh, it drops this book, you see it fall, it hits the stairs and then tumbles down and it is in the entryway now. Like this creature would have to jump over the stair railing to get down to it. So you all watch the book fall smack into the floor here and you you see the creature kind of like 
fall backwards, slam into the paintings, knocks a couple of them down behind it, and it just looks up and roars right at Ezekiel. Uh, Peggy. So, in- instead of shooting it, can I use my action to get the book to Rose? Yeah, yeah, I'll say you can run up, grab this thing, rush back over, and just like shove it into, shove it into Rose's arms, yeah, absolutely. Um, the book is covered in whatever this monster's blood is at the, on the cover of it, and you're, you're, you're grabbing onto it, it's slippery, um, and it is Rose's turn. I'm gonna try to read it. Okay, making a cult roll. Okay. 18. 18. 18! Okay, so you 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 know enough about the occult to not just beautiful angel. <laughs> you know not to just read random pages willy-nilly. Um and you start just frantically pushing through. You're just pushing through all of them. And you see one page has some sort of like drawing or sketch depiction of something that resembles this creature a lot. And you immediately look at those words and you you just start reading. You start reading out loud. Um, and it takes you a few lines to realize that it's not an incantation or, or anything like that. It is telling you that this creature only dies if it is beheaded. Where's the sword? <laughs> you, you gotta take its head off. And with that, Mac, you're up. I think Mac is doing the mental calculation between how large its head is and how big his straight razor is. <laughs> Is it like even feasible? This thing's ginormous, right? Like, so it's possible. the The part that makes it seem less possible is just the size of the creature. But the size of the neck isn't that. It's it, it's not like this muscular being or anything. Max, sign up that little neck. <laughs> That's right, gonna be buddy. on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I see that sweet neck of yours. <laughs> so, um, is so Rose is like far away from me. Yeah, right? Rose is back where she was previously, like in the doorway right now. Okay, so put the gun in the. I was gonna give her my gun. I'll put the gun in my. Um, shoulder holster we bought that uh straight razor and uh looks like somebody needs a shave and then i run towards it and try cutting you sprint you you push up those last like those two stairs to jump up and go for this creature's neck <sighs> roll a one please a one percent <laughs> don't get a hundred again don't you curse me with <laughs> even putting no, get that in the world. Don't put that in the universe. I want the group to succeed, but I have a little mixed feeling about uh, Mac living. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is fighting. I'm right? joking. Even. This is brawl, right? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
Uh, I got a 5%. So I'm normally at 73%, so that's got to be a really... What was that like? That would be... That would probably be an extreme. Extreme? Yeah, extreme. Okay, so you got a, a an extreme success? That's what, that's what everyone says. I rolled a 99% on my reaction to this. So, roll some damage. All right, so normally does uh, 1d4 plus 1d4, so that's what I'm doing. That's a four, and come on, four. Oh, it's a two, so it's only six damage. You sprint up to this thing. You take this straight razor, reach over, you kind of reach around it to kind of get like from the back up and you get one side pretty decently, slice into that side of the neck. But as you're trying to spin around even more, it just like pushes you. You kind of fall back. You're, you're almost gonna fall prone, but you grab onto the stair railing on that last step and you do not fall over. You see blood gushing out of this creature's neck and you see one hand kind of come up to try to stop it. Uh, you see it looking around frantically, and then it eyes the book in uh, in Rose's hands. <laughs> hey, maybe we can play keep away with the book. Um, up to the top, Ezekiel, Peggy, and the creature. <laughs> Do I notice any ceremonial swords hanging on the wall? <laughs> um... I roll luck. Yeah. You know what? Roll luck. <laughs> Get a one. I have a chainsaw just hanging up. <laughs> no, 86. Well, they're just a small army sword, right? With that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no swords. No swords. Just a I... neat clock. Okay. I am going to just try to shoot it in the neck. Like, just try to destroy what remaining flesh it has left there. Okay, I'm gonna say that'll be probably the harder the harder level as well. <gasps> I got an eight! <gasps> ah. All that damage. Ten. What? <laughs> I swear to God. It's also Ezekiel's turn at the same time. What are you doing while that's happening? So it's it's a, is it near near the top of the stairs? It is like the first few steps before it turns to go up to the next floor. It's on that little area right there. Okay. And there's is there a painting like right next to it? Uh yeah, it's knocked a couple of them down, but there would still be another one. How big is the painting? Uh pretty big. Okay, I would like to try and shoot the painting so it falls on the creature. Great. Yeah, make that roll. Okay. Um, that's a 78 out of 80. Ooh. Okay, so I am going to... Roll again and make it lower. Okay, so you just saved Mac from being attacked. So... Yes. 
as a as this creature sees the book, it goes to push forward. It it move it it's starting to move forward. You see a giant claw gonna come up and just scratch across you, Mac. As it comes up, the painting is shot from behind, falls, slams into the creature. It doesn't like hurt it or anything. You actually see it move its elbow and the whole painting just rips into shreds as it kind of just elbows it from behind. And then as it turns back to go for Mac again, Peggy fires and the bullet rips through the other side of the neck. And Mac, you get a really good view of this creature. Its head is still connected but only by a couple veins and just little pieces of skin. Um, You see it kind of reaching to try to steady itself. For all intents and purposes, this thing is dead, but its head will need to be taken clean off. So I walk up to it, like kind of badass, like, you know, I walk up to it. Yeah, strut, strut up. I take my razor blade and I say, like, Right into its face, they say, Tell him Rex Tic Tac Ragged sent you to hell. <laughs> you just sever those strands, you hold the head? Yeah, and I kind of laugh. Head. Careful, Mac, laugh. don't lose your head. <laughs> the body crumples to the stairs. Oh, what the hell? Everybody make a sanity roll for that encounter, please. Uh, I failed my sanity roll, though, so... Those that failed, you lose one. Oh, thank I rolled super low. I passed Um, with a four. Nice. You're like, this is fine. You're just holding the book. (laughs) Um, She's just excited that she could read the book. And there's a moment... It must have lined up just right where you all blinked at the same time. You sit in the living room together. Fireplace is lit. For a moment, you think, are we back to where we fucking started? But you turn and you see the brick destroyed. You hear the flies buzzing in the dining room. But the doorways are open. What would you like to do? Does anyone have any extra bandages? <laughs> I give Please. him one of those pain pills that I grabbed earlier, and then I take a couple myself. And I, I did give everyone some bandages earlier, but they never used them, so... I'll try... Uh, my first aid is not great, but I'll try okay. to do a first aid uh, on him. That's... Just rub a little nope. dirt in it. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh-huh. If you can find some dirt, let me know. Hold on a second. Where's Bri- Where's Brian? Oh, well, do I remember everything? Oh yeah. Oh god. Did I see him die, or did he just dis- disappear? You fired your gun, and you saw his body fall. I'll say. I think that creature got him. Not fearsome, to be sure. He already had some damage on him. I'm sorry, Fearish. that must have been terrible for you to see. Yeah, it's awful. I won't be able to sleep tonight. And he still does not care right now. <laughs> Look, everybody's can, stressed out. Can the pain pills uh, heal me? 
<laughs> no. Is the, is the mirror still <laughs> them, there? They'll make you forget your troubles, though. The mirror is still there, yes. Get enough morphine in you. I can't... I can't handle being in this house any longer. Um, I, do I still have the book? I'm going to start flipping through and see if I see anything that stands out about leaving here or anything else we've seen here. Basically, if I see anything that stands out to me. Okay. As she's doing that, I, I will kind of try to help by telling her what I read in the note upstairs. I'll say, the note I saw said the house itself is angry. About and, what? And I, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's been going on for a long time. And then when I was looking um, at one of the paintings, I saw my own face and it said, I, I destroy the house. So that made me think we had to destroy it, but if we're trapped in here, that would kill us. So I, I don't, I see that as a last resort, but I don't know. The house itself, we've seen a monster, we've seen some unreal things, but it seems like the house itself is angry. It's made me pretty angry too. What you're looking at. Yeah, me too. Well, uh, how do we make it happy? I don't know. Take it out to dinner. Buy it, <laughs> a few drinks. Maybe a massage. Um, I'm gonna have Peggy make a spot hidden roll, and I'm gonna have Rose make an occult roll. Right. May I apply first aid to myself? Yes, you can, yes. Okay. I got a 20, 20 under 69. 26 under 40. Okay. So I got a hard success. All right, so Rose, you're flipping through. You're seeing a lot of things that like you can read it, but you can't comprehend it. It's it's bizarre. Like you can translate the words, but they're not any sort of help. They're not in any sort of way that makes sense. And you're just kind of flipping through, trying to find something else that makes sense. And um, there's a moment where you kind of take all of the pages and just flip them quickly and Peggy, something catches your eye in one of the pages. You kind of stop her from flipping it. You turn back and you see small note stuffed into, it doesn't seem to be marking a page necessarily as far as what Rose can tell as you're kind of looking through here. It seems to have just been stuffed into this book at a random place. Yeah, and I'd like to, if, if I could try to assist Ezekiel. I got the bare minimum. Gotcha. Of success. I mean, you have more bandages if Mac wants to try one. I don't know how much bandages heal. I think just one. Uh, so the two of you looking at that note, by the way, uh, it is signed by Brian Waxfield. What? Read it out loud. Yeah, we didn't read it for any audience <laughs> okay. or anything. Uh, <clears throat> January 3rd, 1923. I don't know how long I've been here, but the food is starting to become a little more bearable, which is good because I can't stop eating it. 
and that's when you hear silverware clattering in the dining room. Maybe we don't want to go in there. I don't want to. I don't want to. Wait, January. It's for, it's for months, for nearly a year from now. I'm going to have both of you make a sanity roll, please. That's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to stop acting so convincingly, Carrie, because... <laughs> Is that a fail for both? Yeah. All right, you're both gonna lose five points of sanity and I'm gonna have you both roll a d10. <gasps> Six. Okay, hold on. I have to message Chrissy something. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Okay, so while I am sending this to Chrissy, um. I will go ahead and tell you what happens to Peggy. No. <laughs> so, um, Peggy, uh, you, all the rest of you, Ezekiel and Mac, you, you see the two of them talking, holding up a note, um, hearing the sounds of the silverware behind, and uh, you both watch as Peggy faints. <laughs> the good thing that she was sitting on the couch by Rose already. Peggy faints and just slumps over. Um, oh, what's wrong with the cop? <laughs> oh. Oh, Peggy. Is she okay? I'm gonna, like, reach over and kind of jostle her a little. I walk up and yell, Hey, Flatfoot, wake up! Um, it takes a couple tries from both of you, but eventually, Peggy, you, you are able to come to, um... Oh, no, five, five more minutes. Uh, where am I? What happened? I, oh, I was about to ask you the same thing. Are, are you okay? What, what did you... No. I just got lightheaded. No. I felt, I felt everything going dark. I know the feeling. I heard silverware clanking oh. in the other room. Did oh, you hear that? Yeah, that, I mean, Brian's not in here, right? He's probably messing about in the dining room. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think Brian's around. I, I mean, think about Max all the crazy he, stuff Max we've said he seen. Died. He died. He definitely died. Wait, what? The, he was killed by that creature. Him. Before it got to us. If you want to go take a look in that dining room, be my guest. But if you find another one of them creatures, I'm only good for killing one tonight. What? I really, really don't. The, 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 the people that were upstairs in the sheets? Those? One of those caught them? No, the big giant monster. You know what you're. The big thing we just killed. With the bat wings. Rose, what's going on? The... Don't you remember? The what? Oh, oh no. man. I think I, I think she's lost her memory somehow. You I'll all... pop another pain pill. I'm I'm sure he's fine. I'm gonna 
Perhaps go. you should sit down here by me for a moment. I'm gonna go look in the dining room. Oh, it's uh, fine. Okay. Everything's fine. Oh, yeah, Rose is oh, sure oh, that he's hey, fine. Piggy, uh, are you good? Any good at uh, healing? Because I I was trying to bandage this guy up over here and he put the bandages on the head. I, I, I already <laughs> tried. I I I I couldn't make heads or tails of it. And it's okay. not that you're doing a poor job. It's that it's bleeding through the bandages so quickly that it's not it's not fixing anything. Um, Rose, I tried it. Stop her from going in there. <laughs> that is... I'll say before she walks in, you can. But she is, like, heading over, looking through the entryway. You see, um... You see... The same gory scene that Brian had seen earlier on in the story. Plates full of... Gore, blood, blood's covering the chandelier, so the whole room just glows red. Um, but you see someone that is dressed a lot like Brian, sitting in the chair, face down in a plate of blood. I'm not going to scream in your ears, but we'll just say that Rose lets out a banshee shriek. Um, I will say, you don't even have to roll for this because it is very noticeable. Everything is covered in blood, except for one small piece of paper in Brian's hand. What'd you find back there? I guess I'm gonna try to walk up and grab it. Peggy, do you do you stop Rose from heading in? I was about to try to like turn her away from it, so I'll just say, "Are you are you, sh- are you sure I could get it for you?" Do you feel safe walking in there? What happened? Is- I, I I think something's happened to your memory, and I I I think it might be too much of a shock for you to to go in there. Let me grab it. All right? <laughs> Mac, take her. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know, just go, there, there, <laughs> there, there. So, uh, but I will... I, I'm also trying to make sure everybody's like within view because the last time we split up, really bad things happened. So I'm just kind of like, there, there, like looking around. Okay. Is that, is if that I know mess? That, I'll just... Make sure I'm still looking, keeping my eyes on everyone. Okay. <laughs> try to grab it and get back in here as fast as possible. Yeah, you head over and you grab onto the little piece of paper in Max's hand, or in Brian's do, hand, sorry. Do I know that he's Fist. been shot in the head? Um, make a. Is your spot hidden higher or your medicine spot hidden all right i'll have you roll spot hidden got a 15. yeah you're you're able to see a bullet entry wound in the back of his head (laughs) so i grab the note i look at the body and i look at mac in his eyes 
and I give him a knowing look, but I don't say anything. Do you leave the room before you look at the note? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Join your friends, you look yeah. at the note, um, and the note says, look at me. And that's when you hear a shift at the dining room table. I want to turn around. Nope. But I can't stop myself and I do. <laughs> oh no, he's got the note. <laughs> I look I look back at Brian. You said you're you're looking in the dining room? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so you look over and you see Brian's head lift up off the plate, uh, blood dripping down, and that's when you see it's his. It's it's his blood and brains in the plate that he's laying in, and he turns to look at you, and his eyes are milky white. I, I escape your torment. So, just to clarify, I, I, I escape your torment. Oh, okay. So I would recognize that as being similar to what I read. Okay, turn back around. All right. What will uh, Brian have to say? Nothing that has happened is usual or follows any rules. But if there's one thing I do know when you're solving a a mystery, it's it's that you've got to lay the facts out and you've got to look for consistencies. There's something in this, I know there is. I saw in the portrait, it said, I, I destroy the house. And it was a, a, a portrait of, of me. And just now I looked at Brian and again, I'll just give Mac a little knowing look. He knows, I know, but I'm not gonna say anything. And he said to me just now, I, I escape your torment. So there's something to that. Escape your torment, destroy the house. I don't know just, just to clarify i was said three times with brian oh we need it's I'm not it's smart a, enough for this it's a riddle two eyes three eyes there must be two more messages to find with one eye, and perhaps more. An order. It's an order. A cipher. I'm sure of it. But fuck if I know where to find them! Because we've been in every room in this house. We have to... Uh. We have to keep walking. We have to keep looking around. Are there any doors that we know of that we haven't gone into yet? 
There, there were a couple doors downstairs on this first floor that you did not go into. Did they thoroughly examine the put together grandfather clock too? They kind of looked at it and tried to push it over, but no. I'll take another look at it because it's, you know, that thing pissed me off earlier. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, you head over, you look at this fleshy piece together grandfather clock. It's fleshy and... now. Good news. <laughs> um, looking at it, as you're getting closer to it, you swear you hear like the ticking. But once you round the corner and actually look at it, like the pendulum's not swinging at all. But there is a note on it that says, Hi, Rex. I uh, pick it up and I look at it. Okay. Um, it says, I banish the ancient one. <gasps> hey, good news. I found this note here addressed to a Rex and it says, I banish the ancient one. I? Just one? That's how many eyes I see. Banish um, the ancient one. Destroy the house. Escape your torment. The sound of the ancient one. Rose, you you remember reading something about that. Skimming something about that in the book. I'm gonna try and flip to it. Or what? what is the sanity level you're at now? Sorry. 31. Okay. Um, so looking at this, you can read it all fluently at this point. You look down and it's almost like it's translated for you. And you begin flipping through and you can easily find the page explaining how to banish the ancient one. Wait, so I, I had to I had to lose sanity to be able to read this. Oh. Wonderful. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read that page. Okay. Um looking over it, uh you see a symbol that you do not recognize. Um are you allowing anyone else to look at this? Or is anyone else wanting to look at it, I guess I should say? I'm not hiding it. I'm, I'm just kind of rapidly scrolling through the page with my finger. I'm I'm more on room century and trying to decide if Peggy's a problem. Okay. Ezekiel's <laughs> focused on staying alive. Ezekiel would, but he doesn't want to get up right now. <laughs> if she brings okay. it over here. All right. So you are you're flipping through this. You see some sort of sigil um, that looks like it has to be drawn. Um, probably on the floor somewhere and um, you you're not sure entirely what it means but it it does say that the ritual um, requires for the symbol to be drawn participating members to stand inside of it and it requires a sacrifice of mind okay I will relay that information. Um, we have to, we have to draw, we have to draw this symbol. 
And, and we have to all stand inside of it. And then it says that it says that we have to sacrifice or well there has to be a sacrifice of mind it doesn't say if it needs to be all of us or one of us or and piggy hold on there ezekiel's half dead here (laughs) maybe he would volunteer what what do you say ezekiel i think he's i think he's done enough he saved my life I think he's earned his way out. So yeah, his way out. It's you know, just saying. Also, as Rose shows you the symbol, it is the same one yeah. you you both saw in the basement. That was in the basement. The the problem was wasn't there something with uh, the the ritual wasn't complete or it was cast and it didn't do nothing? What do you remember? We got down there, um, the symbol was completely scratched out and the book was laying in the center of this ritual. So either they didn't do it right, or we're missing some steps, or it doesn't work. Uh, can you- Could you try standing it? Yeah, uh, can you show it to me and maybe I can look at the book and see where they went wrong? Ezekiel's going to groan as he stands up. Yeah, okay. We'll help you. Are we heading downstairs? I think we must. As a group? Unless anybody has some chalk, I don't. I'm not leaving. I'm not going on my own or anything. I'm not letting anybody go on their own either. Wait, are we drawing it in chalk? Or well, I don't are have we any, supposed? So I think are we, we to supposed to use? To we'll figure it out. Did As I get you... any indication that chalk would work, or do we need to draw it in, like, a, a certain bodily fluid that is currently all over our lovely dining area right now? Um, reading a little further. Yeah, you need blood. Oh, good. Should we just? Well, I have plenty. Then? We've got plenty. Yeah. Um. <laughs> would I know enough to know whether or not it would need to be like one of ours, or if we could collect? As far as you can gather from this text, it doesn't have to be yours. Okay. Um, would anyone like to grab that plate under Mr. Waxfield? I'm gonna go over to Brian's body. (laughs) Lift his head up, grab the plate, let it sit back down. It has part of his brain in it, right? Yes. Okay, I'm just gonna go over a hand it back because like, I don't want to hold this. I'll say, uh, ah, looks like it came with a little extra brain. Maybe that'll help. 
who's gonna do it? I'll I'll draw the circle. <laughs> if you Mechanic just mechanically, I will also add anybody whose sanity is below forty percent will be able to read the book. So yeah, all I'm of still you still in the fifties. Can you give me some of yours? <laughs> <laughs> all of you will have to chant it. And so if you can't read it, you will have to at least tell everyone what to chant while it's happening. Okay. I will are we all sure that this is the right thing to do? That we found all these notes and we're not missing anything? Of course not. But I don't... Do you, Would you like to go continue exploring this house after everything that we've seen tonight? Not really, but I don't want to accidentally summon some sort of crazy monster that you don't remember any either, so... I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's fine, it's fine. Leave Rose alone. She's been through enough. I... I think we need to try it. If it doesn't work, then we'll continue looking for notes. Alright, I'm game then. Okay. Um, I'm gonna finish up drawing- I'm gonna, I, I guess I'm gonna try to do the circle and blood over the old circle and try and fill it out. Are we- are we doing it in the basement oh, still, or are we doing it oh, up here? I was planning on doing the basement. Are we doing it up here? It's up to you guys. Basement. <laughs> it's Fine. easier to draw on the basement floor, maybe. I don't know. Basement. basement. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll go down there. I'll draw it over the old circle, and I'll tell everybody in, to stand inside and tell them what to chant. And if there's uh, if there's a way to choose, like I don't know if the the sacrifice of the mind comes from all of us or if there's a way to choose or not. But if, if there's any sort of choice or like any sort of moment where Rose can offer that up, she will. Okay, so yeah. I will tell Maybe you trying to do that too. I will tell you how this works mechanically, and then I'll let you kind of figure it out, and then we can play it out from there. Okay. If that works for you. Sounds mechanically, amazing. Mechanically, this takes 50% of collective sanity. So someone can give 30, someone can give 20. Depends on how many of you are sacrificing sanity and how much each of you want to give. But this ritual costs 50 sanity points. I don't know how I would justify this, but I guess I would give up 20. I have 31 now, so if I give 10, I'll be at 21. Okay, I'll give the remaining 20. Well, what about Ezekiel? Ezekiel! <laughs> Sacrifice physically. <laughs> what do you have left, Ezekiel? I have forty-one. I will give ten. If all right, I will if I'm allowed to. Bye, Rose. Yes. 
That'll leave us all super low then. Uh huh. All right. So everyone's giving ten except for Mac, who's giving twenty. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. He's still gonna be higher than all of us. Mac so, looks at everyone. You're welcome. So now that we know how that's going to be mechanically, you you all step into this the center of this drawn sigil of blood on the floor of the basement. Um, you're holding your book with Max Lighter to uh, light it up. And it takes a couple chants for the rest of you to catch on. And as you're chanting, you feel pieces slipping away. Mm. Does anyone have anything they would like to add to this uh, cinematically? Anything you want to say? Anything for flavor that you want to add on? I hope this works. Rose is just crying. As Peggy starts to lose her mind a little bit, she just starts kind of mumbling. I need to know. I need to know if I'm in the book. I need to know. I need to know if I'm if I'm one of them or more than one. Who am I? I need to know. And she just kind of keeps mumbling those repetitions over and over again. Ezekiel will also, well, he's not really going to be mumbling. He's just going to be whispering. If people can hear it or not, it's, he's just going to keep whispering. I deserve this. This is all my fault. I deserve this. This is all my fault. I deserve this. This is all my fault. And as you chant, and as you feel pieces of your mind disappearing, the house begins to shake and tremble as if it was an earthquake. You hear dishes clanking, clattering to the floor upstairs. You hear doors slamming where there aren't any. And then it stops. silent. What would you like to do? Did it, did it work? I wonder my hands and stuff. (laughs) I think we're still, we're here, but is it the right here? Just stay together and, 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 and walk upstairs. That's a good plan. Nobody stray. Stay close. You head upstairs and the house is clean, pristine. You walk through the dining room, there's no blood. There's no body of Brian. You walk into the living room. Everything is as it was when you arrived. You hear a knock on the door. Go to the door and open it. 
walk over to the front door. You open it up and you see a brick wall. Oh, <laughs> fuck, shit, damn it. <laughs> Do we miss some notes or something? I touched the brick. It feels lighter. It doesn't feel as dangerous. It almost feels as if a step was complete. Right. I kicked the brick wall. <laughs> Stop it. Mac. <laughs> we we did the first part. We banished the ancient one. Now we have to do the second part. What's the second part? We have to destroy the house. With us in it? it? It's the only way. I'm sure of it. Do we all have to be in the house to destroy it? I don't know how to get out of the house. Would you like to leave? There's there's the back door where we stepped outside and we saw a giant eyeball. There's gonna be a fuckload of bricks over there. Probably. I'm gonna go check. (laughs) I'll follow. You go check and there are a fuckload of bricks over there. I kicked some of the bricks. Oh, I'm so surprised. Would you like to go check some of the windows too while you're at it? Does anybody got a sledgehammer? You say that and you hear a loud chime in the clock. Mm. Say that again. We don't have time for your bullshit right now. Me? Or the clock? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go over to the clock. Is there a way to open it up? Well, you head over to the clock and you see that instead of a pendulum, there's a sledgehammer. (laughs) I'm grabbing that sledgehammer. I'll take another sledgehammer clock. I'm going to give it to Mac because I'm not in the state to do this. Okay, so then I take it and then I I just go up to the front door and just... (laughs) All right, Mac just starts... Hammering into this brick. What the rest are you doing? Gonna start shooting the house. I would, I would have... <laughs> maybe, maybe wish for some chocolate cake or something. <laughs> uh, what are you shooting specifically? Um, is there a window that has bricks over it that I can shoot at? Sure. I'll do that. All right. You just hear. <laughs> You just hear Peggy opening fire on the brick windows. I'm gonna try to angle myself so that I don't get ricochet. Am I making any kind of difference? Like, just we'll we'll get to that. I'm gonna see what everybody else wants to do first, and then we'll. Okay. Because I have a backup plan then. Okay. Be right back. Sure. What doors have we not gone through in the this down here? Um, there are two, like right by the entryway. I'm just gonna open one. All right, you open it, and it's a long hallway with doors on each side. Nope, closing that Shut one, it. opening the other one. <laughs> you open it, and it's a long hallway with doors God on each damn. side. Does it look like the exact same hallway? Yes. In fact, when you open it, if anybody's looking, you see a broom closet and a coat closet. I just slam them both shut. God damn it. Maybe grab a broom, you can help clean up. Where? 
in the closet. You just opened it up. I open it up again. Do I still see the hallway? It's the hallway for you. Yeah. It's a hallway. Not what I'm seeing. No, it's not. I'm gonna reach inside to try and grab something. You like reach your hand inside and your your hand bumps into a broom. You pull it out and you're like, okay. I don't pull it out, I just <laughs> God damn it. What is Rose doing? Do I I so I see a broom in that broom closet, right? Yeah. I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna look over and I'm gonna look at Mac and see if he is he doing any damage to the brick wall because it's gonna nope. the bullets the bullets aren't doing anything either i'm gonna walk over there's a fireplace right correct i'm gonna grab the broom and i am walking over to the fireplace i am sticking the broom into the fireplace and letting it catch on fire and then I'm gonna try to set some curtains or a wall on fire. Easy enough. You oh do boy. so. Is the house screaming now? The rest of you see Rose walk over, light the curtains on fire. You see it go up in flames. Um, anyone looking into this room, make a spot hidden roll. As a 10. Nope. 75. 39 out of 40. I got it. Nice. Um, I will say with Rose, it's more of a corner of your eye sort of thing. You don't quite get the full glimpse. Um, Peggy's too concerned about the actual fire on the <laughs> curtains. Uh, but Ezekiel and Mac, as you look in and as Rose passes by the mirror, you see the version of her inside the mirror stop and turn to look directly at both of you. Stumble over to the mirror. There's a version of you looking at us. What? Yeah, attention drawn to the mirror at all, you you look in and you see. And studying the mirror further, you see the rest of you uh, sitting on the couch, looking around the room, waiting to be greeted by your host. What? I'm gonna go up and like, put my hand I'm gonna drop the on fire broom where I just set the curtain on fire I'm gonna walk up and put my hand on the mirror yeah you you put your hand on the mirror you see the other version of you do so too and the version leans in I'm gonna have you make a sanity roll just rose oh 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 no that's a that's a 51 you're gonna lose three points of sanity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And this version of you leans in and, and whispers. Only you can hear. And she says, don't destroy the house. Please. 
I just made a mistake. Do, do we see? Hold on. You, what, what did you, you can see this. You, yeah, you didn't hear that, but you can see this. Yes. What do you, what do you mean? The house is on fire. What? You better tell us quick. You have to put the fire out. But what as, is As Rose turns to look at you, you see the rose in the mirror smile and disappear. She's a liar. Okay. Don't listen to it. I shoot the mirror. Uh. Was you shoot the mirror. About I was to do say, that. I was gonna sledgehammer the mirror. Everybody, make an attack roll. Okay, good. Get this damn mirror for sassing us. Mac, Mac goes in with the sledgehammer, realizes he's gonna hit Rose, and and just kind of stops short a little bit. The other two raise up their guns and they both fire at this mirror. Rose, your hands go up to your ears as both bullets slam into the mirror behind you. Glass shatters outward. No, 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 no. You have to stop. You're shouting this, Rose. But you look up and you're standing at a podium. You announce the next item up for auction. A beautiful diamond necklace. Diamonds are so big that they're nearly falling off the pedestal. The description reads, diamond necklace that nobody will wear. You read the appraisal price as it appears on the prompter screen before you. One billion dollars. The crowd cheers and immediately begin bidding. And their, their faces are weird. Maybe it's the lighting. Blurred, but twisted in your peripheral vision. But when you look at them directly, they're too blurry to see. The item is sold with a heavy smack of the gavel and the next item is brought up to the podium. You read from the prompter, an antique vase with intricate carvings and ancient rooms that will only sit and collect dust in someone's office. You read the appraisal amount, seven billion dollars. The crowd goes wild with bids again. Something is wrong. The darkness, it's, it's starting to close in on you. What is going on? Smack, the item is sold. The next item's description pops up on the prompter, and you hear yourself read. Rose Claythorne. You trail off, and then the appraisal amount pops up on the screen. Zero dollars. Silence follows. No bids. Nothing and the darkness is slowly swallowing the corners of the room. You see no exits. A blurry faced crowd is staring up at you. What do you do? I, 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 try, to, I try to back away. I, I try to back up and leave to hide. You're turning, you're, you're trying to move away from this place, everyone is wearing gaudy diamond necklaces. You see jewels and ancient artifacts all around you. You're surrounded by whispers. Priceless, worthless, priceless, worthless. It's all too much. And then silence. You stand in a room with no doors. The walls are changing, moving, slowly becoming transparent. Out of them, you begin to see yourself. You walk over to a pedestal. 
where an ancient vase sits, and you punch it. It shatters and bloodies your knuckles. The you behind the glass looks up and sees you watching, and she sprints at you. Right when you think she's gonna shatter the glass between you, she disappears. And a noise to your right catches your attention. You look over there to see another version of you standing and protecting the next vase on the pedestal. No, please don't, it's priceless. Don't you understand? You watch as both versions of you begin to fight, pushing, one trying to destroy the artifact, the other trying to save it, and then darkness again. You stand now in a doorless room with nothing but a pedestal in the center. The walls change into shadows, and it's just you and the vase. What would you like to do? I'm gonna smash the vase. Okay. Go ahead and make a brawl roll. That was a 58, but I don't, there's nothing on my um, sheet for brawl, so. That's okay, that's okay. Um, you rolled a 58? Mm-hmm. Okay. As you, you look at this vase, you bring up your hand to smash it, and someone grabs your wrist. You look over, and it's you, muffled, saying, no, don't, don't do this. Don't, don't destroy it. And then you punch it with your other hand. The vase shatters and the sound of it shattering blends in with the shattering of the mirror somehow, like it's all happening at once. I'm sorry, we're all worthless. Your voice echoes. And you look down at the shattered vase, and then you look back up, and there's nobody standing with you. It's just you. But you begin to see the prompter screen all around you. You see your name, Rose Claythorne. The worth was at zero. The more this vase crumbles into dust, the higher your worth becomes. Ezekiel. You stand in a vacant police station a familiar, usually homey feeling that something is very wrong. The air is cold and the smell isn't its usual coffee and breakfast. You smell something else. You can't quite put your finger on it at first, so you take another deep, deep breath. Ah, there it is, formaldehyde. 
it grows stronger as if it was beginning to fill the station like a toxic gas. You hear a laugh coming from one of the briefing rooms behind you, and you turn to look. Five of the six chairs have someone in them. One chair is open. You assume for you to join. But you see everyone inside is wearing a black suit and tie and a black ski mask with holes cut for the eyes and the mouth. You can't tell who's who. Do you go in? You head inside. You sit down at the table with them and you feel so exposed. The only one showing your face. You feel sweat already starting to form on your forehead and beneath your clothing. You swear you recognize their voices as they're chatting and laughing with each other, but you just can't place them. (laughs) And you find you can't understand any of their words either. It sounds like mumbles, but they're all laughing and communicating with each other. And then you see them all abruptly stop. Their heads slowly turn to look at you where you're sitting and you see shadows starting to seep into the corners of the room. It is silent. And they're staring at you as if expecting something. You can hear them clear now. You killed me, Ezekiel. The masked men begin to take off their ski masks and you can see their faces. You see Jeffrey Lars sits with bullet holes beginning to bleed through his suit. You can hear the blood dripping to the floor. Calvin, the police chief, is now flipping through your file. You now sit in an interrogation room. Everyone is still sitting around you, but the light is harsh. And you can see the one-sided mirror covering the wall to your right. Calvin pushes the file toward you. Tell me what the hell happened, Zeke. Detective Isaac is cleaning his gun. Jeffrey was a good man. Isn't that right, Jeffrey? And you see Jeffrey standing across the room. And they all just look at you. He, he was a good man. And I killed him. As you look down and look back up, Jeffrey slams his fist on the table. It kind of makes you jump. He reaches over and he grabs onto your tie and he yells into your face. Now you just fucking sit and take your notes instead of doing something. Do something. And he gets in your face. He pushes you towards the mirror and you find yourself stumbling. And as your body slams into it, it, it shatters. Again, it seems to be blending with the shattering of the mirror as if it's all happening at the same time. You go through it 
and you topple over the table and onto the floor on the other side. It's a cold floor. And as you're standing up, you see tables all around. Drugs. Guns. Child-sized figures standing underneath blood-stained white sheets. Jeffrey Lars stands beside you. And he looks at you. Holds a gun out for you to take it. And he says, Shoot the guilty. You see the scene before you just as it was that day. Shoot the guilty. Going to take the gun. Slowly put it up to my chin. I'm going to shoot one of the drug dealers. Move the gun away. Fire. The drug dealer falls. Just crumbles. Like a sack of potatoes just crumbles down. Nobody's moving to fight you. I shoot all the drug dealers. Yeah, the first shot, there was a little hesitation afterwards. And then you turn and... Fire. 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 This, the gun keeps going. There's no... There's no stopping until every drug dealer is dead on the floor. Is that where you stop shooting? I'm going to turn to Jeffrey. I'm so sorry they killed you. I'm going to shoot him. You fire. The body crumbles. I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot. Or just like hold it up to my leg and just shoot it. Mac or Rex. You hold a gun in your hand. A very familiar feeling. Your finger gently touches the trigger, ready to squeeze. Your foot taps impatiently. Tick, tock, tick, tock. You look around you. Bodies are piled up, blood pooling in their clothes and on the floor. You stand in a black void with no walls. The floor is coated an inch thick with blood. You hear your shoes splash with each tap of your foot, tick, 
Tick-tock. Tick-tock. Bang. More bodies slump into the piles and the blood raises another inch. What would you like to do? I would look up into the void and say, I'm not playing your fucking games. You look up into the void and you realize you're looking at yourself. The whole ceiling is like one giant domed mirror. But your own face is twisted and sick like a monster. Tick. Talk. Tick. Talk. Bang. More bodies. Pile up. I'd shoot the mirror, I guess, because I'm pissed off. You raise the gun up in the air, fire. You hear the shattering, and it's it's blending with the shattering of of the mirror broken in a living room. And then you see Brian standing in front of you. Bullet hole through his head. Whoa, Mac. Where should I say Rex? Yeah, sorry about the uh, incident back there. Oh, that's quite all right. I don't blame you, Rex. I'll just, like, I'm not blinking. I'm unblinking staring at him when I say this. Besides, if I stayed angry at you, who would I be friends with all this time? It's hard to notice at first, but as you're standing here talking with Brian, another one of these bodies is standing beside you, and then another one on the other side. It's gradual, but all of these bodies are standing up, surrounding you, looking in at you. And then all at once, and you see Brian do it too. They all raise a gun and just aim it right at you. That's when you realize you don't have your gun in your hand anymore, but you see every single one of these people have your gun in their hand. And you just see Brian standing right in front of you. What would you like to do? If it doesn't look like I can grab a gun from anybody, because there's so many of them, I'm just you gonna. You can. You can try that if you want to. Um. Yeah, he's a fighter. All right. Uh, we'll say Ma- just just for the sake of story, you're grabbing the gun in Brian's hand. Mac is gonna go down in a blaze of glory, aka Rex. <laughs> You're just so, making it more difficult, Rex. Well, sorry to upset you. Here, here's what we're going to do. So, Rex is trying to grab the gun in Brian's hand. Brian, do you have a reaction to this? I'll let him have the gun. Okay. So, no opposed roll. You just grab the gun. Are you aiming it at Brian? Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Grabs the gun. 
aiming it right at the bullet hole that's already in your head. Kill me again, Rex. Let's see if I come back a third time. Let's see. Kill us all, Rex. Kill us all. They all start chanting it too. You hear everyone around you. Kill us all, Rex. Kill us all, Rex. Tick. Talk. Tick. Just start blasting. I mean, that's that's his thing, man. All right, you open fire, Peggy. You sit in your favorite reading nook with a book in your hand, a book by A. M. Christie. The spine is cracked and bent from reading it hundreds of times. And as you look up from your page, you realize you're surrounded by stacks of books. They're all the same novel, but not only that, they all appear to have been read hundreds of times a piece. And you notice as you're looking around at them, they're growing. Books are being added And you look back and you see yourself feverishly reading in your reading nook. You finish the book, you set it onto a pile, and you grab another one to start it again. And again. And again. There you are. A familiar voice from behind you. You spin around. You see Agatha. Or you think it's her, anyways. She's facing away from you, but you know that voice, even after all these years. What would you like to do? I would like to ask her, did you put me in the book? I need to know. You My Hastings? My Poirot, am I Mary? Am I out of them? You don't hear anything, but you see her shoulders moving as if she's chuckling. I've, I've always had, had a hankering to be a detective. That's what I said. That's what I said, and you put it in the book. I knew it. I knew it was about me. Now you're sitting in an interrogation room. It's cold. There's metal, it's odd blue lighting, exaggerated edges, everything is sharp and slick. And Agatha sits across from you, hair hanging over her face, innocent eyes. As you go to move, you realize you are handcuffed to the chair. And Agatha smiles as her face twists just slightly. She stands up and you hear books crumble to the floor from her lap. She holds a scalpel in one hand and an ink pen in the other. Aren't you supposed to ask me some questions, detective? I, 
tricked me. I, I, I swore I'd never be tricked again by an innocent woman, and I was. There's something, something about me that, that, that can't figure out when a innocent seeming woman is lying to me. I don't know what it is, but I, 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 I can't. You hear her heels click with every step that she takes. She walks deliberately one step after the other until she reaches your left side and then she leans in close. You feel her breath on your ear as she brings the scalpel up just right over your eye. You know what's probably true? Every murderer is probably somebody's old friend. And with that, you feel the scalpel just barely cut into the scar on your face. And with a scream from your lips, you find yourself sitting back in your reading nook, covered in sweat, breathing heavily. There are no more books, just papers lining the walls. What would you like to do? I would like Go read the papers. You begin to examine these pages. All of them say, hello, my name is, but there's no name written. Every single one of them, hello, my name is, and there's a line. I would like to look around for a pen. Okay, you you start looking around. You you find the same ink pen that Agatha had in her hands before. I pick it up and I walk over to one of the papers on the wall. And I say to the room, I am not one of your characters. I am myself. And the pen is mightier than the scalpel. And I write my own name. Brian and Mac. <laughs> you are now standing inside of the house. You know you're never getting out. This is where you'll be forever, maybe longer. You look out the windows and you see your friends on the sidewalk. You sigh and you walk over to the writing desk and you sit down. You pull another piece of paper over to you grab your pen and you write dr arthur glass humbly invites you to the glass manor <gasps> peggy ezekiel and rose you feel scrapes 
on your knees and your elbows as you slam into the sidewalk. You're outside. You're disoriented. You hear sirens in the distance. And as you look up, look up at the house, you see flames growing higher and higher from the fire Rose had set. What would you like to do? I'm gonna get up and help them up. Where's Mac? No. The last Oops, thing I remember is shooting the mirror. You look in at the windows and you see through one of the third floor windows, you see Mac looking down. One of the second floor windows, you see Brian looking out and all around them in every other window, you see more people. Hundreds, hundreds of people looking out at you from this house that is now on fire. Sirens are getting closer. Help is on the way. Gotta get him out. I don't, I don't think we're gonna get him out. How did we get out? Do we remember the experience we just had? Yes. Rose, I think that whatever just happened to you, you did the right thing. Not worthless. And they didn't. I think we need to go. We need to get out of here before. And as you say that, you see vehicles coming up and you don't recognize them. Where are you? And you kind of start looking around. One of the vehicles comes up pretty quickly, stops. You see the lights flashing from the car and an officer with a weird haircut steps out. He looks at the house. He looks back to the three of you and he says, are you all right? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't recognize you. Are you new on the force? He seems to have an odd look of recognition. And he reaches into his pocket. You see him take out um, some sort of odd, thin, rectangular device. And he puts it to his ear. What? Age you hear him say, Agent Foster, I think, I think this one's right up your alley. I'll um, text you the address. You have 20 minutes or I'm calling for backup. What you, is see him, you see him put it away. What? My name is Officer Morrison and, and I'm gonna ask you a very important question, okay? I need you to, I need you to remain calm, okay? What year do you believe it is? It's 1922. No, no. 
It's 2022.